Hey everyone, this is Daniel from Daniel Nathan's Pop Culture Podcast. I uh, just want to let you know that this is part one of our live performance uh, episode with our friend Dylan. Um, so part one is going to be our honorable mentions and number five and number four. And then part through part two, excuse me, will come out here in a few days. So just wanted to put a quick note at the beginning and... Um, also wanted to say that um, you'll notice that it'll sound a little edited together. It's because we listened to the songs in the middle as we're talking about them. So if you notice a little bit sounding stitched together, that's just that's what it is. So thank you everybody for listening and look forward to part two. If you're watching this when it came out, it'll come out here in a few days. But if you're watching this after, it may already be out. So check it out. Thank you guys for listening. Welcome back to Daniel and Nathan's Pop Culture Podcast, where we talk everything music, movies, and more. I'm Daniel. And I'm Nathan. And on this episode, a very special episode for us, our first official guest. Uh, we're going through basically our top live performances, you know, um, kind of this is going to be a music based one. Mm-hmm. And we're going to be looking at our top live performances with me, Danny, and our and special guest, maybe he should Mr. introduce hello, himself. Hello, Mr. Dylan. My name is Dylan, uh, and I am their friend from way back. Oh, yeah. And this should be a good bit of fun. Yeah. Um, we're talking music, live music in particular. And this this was a tough list for me yeah. to put together. Yeah. And so we're going we're going with top five plus one honorable mention. We wanted to keep it. We figured since we have three people, uh, we would make the list a little shorter, but that made it a little more challenging for all of us to really pick, okay, what is our, if we had to only pick five performances, what are our just absolute favorites? And so we're going to go just in kind of a circular pattern. So we'll pick somebody to start and then, and then we'll go from there and just kind of go until we get to our number one. Um, yeah. I think it's only fair that the guests get, you know, the the honor of going first. I mean, yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. So I think we're gonna get started with uh, the honorable mentions. And uh, Dylan, uh, why don't you why don't you kick this one off since you're since since you're our guest? I uh, like that idea. I like that idea. I'm gonna go with the 2009 uh, Buenos Aires uh, ACDC Highway to Hell live oh, at nice. River Plate. Cool. Yeah. So we actually just watched this performance. So, um, yeah, I just figured we'll just talk about it for a little bit. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm going to set the stage a little bit because I'm not the biggest ACDC guy. You are, I think, not I think biggest, you are, we have, we have debated a this. little more than, yeah. So, but I think this shows the best they can be. Um, I well, think. In my opinion, I think from what the, I've seen. You, you got to remember, they had over a dozen songs that they played before yeah. this. This was their encore, uh, one of the two encore performances at this concert. Uh, and so they were they were probably a little worn out. And that's uh-huh. why the, the solo that Angus delivers maybe isn't as um, thought out as it, it perhaps could but be. But also I think that's why this is so cool. Because even then, 
it shows the magnitude of what they can do live. Oh, Because yes. I definitely prefer them live rather than listening to them on like Spotify. Yeah. I think for me is what I've on what I've come to realize about ACDC. I'd much rather go to a live concert of ACDC than just listen to them like on Spotify. Yes. Yes. You know? I mean, if you if you watch the audience in that performance, it's it's almost it impossible. It moves in waves. It's crazy to describe. Yeah. I mean, oh my gosh, the the no, fun I mean, that they are having. Yeah. It's mm. phenomenal. I mean, uh I I particularly do like me some ACDC. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm very much a a fan. I grew up on them. Very nice. So nice. But um no, definitely. I think this is one of those um looking like yes, there's probably like other ones where we could find, oh, this was a huge performance. Um when have like a bigger uh like solo, you know, that kind of stuff and depending where it is on the set list. But I think with this one, this is more for like that audience reaction. I mean, yeah, it's and very the much it's very much one of those just anthemic kind yeah, of. Yeah, notoriously, you know, uh, South America is just very much involved with um, rock music. Oh yes, right. like anytime a rock artist appears in uh, South America, the you'll, the crowd will participate full, like all in. Absolutely, yeah. you've got you've got to watch the whole. Uh, concert. concert. I just picked this one song to showcase some of the the crazy reactions, but the whole thing is just back to back to back. Oh yeah, nonstop sure. rock. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty. It's it's pretty amazing. Yeah. So I guess we'll move on to. Uh, we'll do. I guess we'll do Nathan next. All right. So for my um, honorable mention, um, I did Nirvana's uh, famous performance on MTV Unplugged. Um, and I pick specifically, and it's weird picking uh, this song because it's not originally a Nirvana song. It is a Bowie cover. Uh-huh. Um, the Man Who Sold the World. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think I picked this song mostly because it's just such a great performance. Bowie has said, like, this is one of his favorite, like, covers of his work. And yeah, awesome. I think very Excellent much choice. that um, this is, like, one of those, like, hey, you want to, like, Nirvana has great stuff on this performance. Um, Come As You Are from MTV Unplugged is insanely great. But I think this one just kind of shows, like, the variety and the, I guess, the overall versatility of Nirvana and Kurt's, like, voice and stuff. So this is, like, a good song to get you into it, and then you watch, like, the whole MTV Unplugged. Definitely. Like, there are so many things about this. That that, that was the first time I had seen this. Um, And... I think just it's so, so gripping, and that and that's why I just that's why I really love acoustic, oh yeah stuff. This is this is what that MTV like the unplugged stuff can really, it can produce something unlike anything else. And he's got something pretty amazing happening with that uh, that pickup with that guitar. Yeah, that tone he's getting. It's I've never heard that before. And like we were, uh, we were kind of talking a little bit when we were watching it about uh, the solo that just there's so many nuances and things that happen that's just it just makes it so unique like i just think that's just that's incredible definitely yeah i'm surprised this uh, didn't make your top five i'm surprised this was just an honorable mention this was incredible i mean i mean there's a lot to pick from let's not get it twisted but um no um very much i think it's just because it's such an iconic performance um, MTV Unplugged for Nirvana was probably one of their biggest things. And I know we had mentioned uh, a little bit 
about the solo and it, how it seemed like maybe Kurt kind of made a mistake and uh-huh. just kind of played it off and it became. I mean, yeah. if you've heard um, any of the other live performances, uh, funny enough, it's always what smells like Teen Spirit. Uh-huh. Yeah, um, <laughs> of course. <laughs> they, they always make like a mistake usually with like the first few notes after the, the famous um, guitar riff. Right. And it was, yeah, they always kind of just played it off. I but don't know I like sure. it. I love it though. You but know? I think oh, it yes. fits perfectly it, with the whole idea of the man who sold the world. It feels the kind of the really kind of jazzy. You know, it yeah. does. Yeah. It does. I mean, that's the sign of a. And a then there, there's this guy, this drummer. Musician. He he looks like I've seen him somewhere else. <laughs> yeah. The drummer, <laughs> that, uh, maybe that, the Foo uh, Fighters Dave, guy. He really looks that like Dave Grohl guy. Yeah, he yeah. really looks like the <laughs> the the drummer for Nirvana. Looks very much like this guy, Dave Grawl. Yeah, right. <laughs> no, but I mean, again, and in that song, he's real simplified. He's not playing any crazy drum beat yeah, or anything. Can right. we get some cello appreciation? <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, yeah. You know, um, I'm glad you brought that, is... that up, dude. <laughs> yeah. um, she uh, she was phenomenal. Um, pretty much all the band members, because mostly Kurt, you know, is on acoustic. All band members are because of the MTV Unplugged style. Right. But all of them, even the backing guitars and all that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty, pretty amazing. Yeah. So that's what, that's why I, maybe it should have gone on the list, but you'll see there's still some great yeah. performances. Oh yeah. There's come. some good ones to come. Yeah. So, uh, we're going to move on to my honorable mention, which is, uh, I've decided to go with, uh, sting. Why should I cry for you live in Berlin symphonic? Oh, beautiful. All right. So, so yeah, so we're doing uh, sting. Why should I cry for you for my honorable mention? And we just got done watching this and, I'm always just left with just this feeling of awe after watching that. Like already it's a symphonic performance. So you're already getting a lot of orchestral stuff in there, a lot of atmospheric sounds in there. And it's just, it is, I, I so hate that I have this as my honorable mention because it is so masterful, but that just shows how tough these lists are. Uh, but yeah, I mean, this was, uh, 2009, I think 2009 or 10. And, um, this just, this represents everything about sting that I just, I love. He's, he's a, just an amazing songwriter, uh, out of this world singer. And this is just, I think one of the greatest songs ever. And one of the greatest performances of this. Ever. Yeah. 100%. I could easily see that. I mean, if you go in um, listening for a sort of contemplative reason, you can get something out of this. Uh, the lyrics, the quality of the singing. If you go in from a music theory perspective, you can get something out of this. Um, yeah. Or if you just go in to casually listen to this, it, it'll it'll take you somewhere. Oh, yeah. It's incredible. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, what what can you say? It's easily one of like the greatest performances Sting has ever done. Yeah. Uh, I mean, credit to like the orchestra and all that. Like it is, uh, the harmonies. He's harmonizing with the other singer. Right. Oh, yeah. Uh, the harmonies God. are probably my favorite part. I don't know. It, it's, it's phenomenal. And a, a little behind the scenes break. <laughs> um. Yeah. I actually was gonna put another um performance. Um. Uh-huh. From this concert, I was gonna put um, "Shape of My Heart." Oh, oh yeah. yes, yeah. I had considered that like 
we I, we had gone through lists and stuff revisions. That's cool. So, yeah, fun, yeah. fun fact for the pod. <laughs> I did consider a, a Sting song for my list. Yeah. Uh, he's just a phenomenal songwriter, as Danny said, as, as yeah. we all said. Just phenomenal. And again, uh, like Dylan said, you can come into this casual listening, any kind of perspective you look at this song at. There's always, there's always something for you to pick up. You can revisit the song every year or six months and pick up something new with how with life experiences yeah this is one as you grow as you the song grows with you exactly you know it's it's such a masterful it's it's just perfect so now we're going to move into our our actual list so so we'll we'll circle back again with with our guest here dylan indeed all um, right so for my number five pick in the list yeah um Ooh, this is this is a tough one, um, but I think uh, I'm probably gonna say Elvis Presley's "If I Can Ooh. Dream," uh, the 1968 comeback special. Um, it's just it's beautiful. All right, well, what can I say? I mean, what what a man, you know? What what a singer? Um, there's a, a gospel quality to it. Yeah, you know, very soulful. And um, obviously Elvis, I don't think, wrote these lyrics, but the way he conveys their message is so powerful. I mean, it it almost shatters you. Yeah. You know, Um, and it's inspiring in some senses, but but it's it's also uh, it it makes you evaluate the kind of world we live in. Right. And, uh, you know how far we've come where we've come from and and where we need to be um in 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 terms of political you know there there's a a, a racial message behind it yeah it's very powerful yeah i think uh this is one of the most soulful performances i've ever seen uh it this wouldn't have half the amount of impact that it does without that emotion that he puts into the if he just sung the lyrics oh you can't you can't just sing these lyrics the the way he puts the the emotion and like the vocal cries in his in his in his voice and just the passion and all of that it's just it's it's amazing yeah yeah definitely i mean a huge elvis fan i mean he's iconic and i mean as dylan said you know it's probably you know 50 60 percent sure we he didn't write the lyrics to this uh-huh. but um and then notoriously people are like oh you know elvis took music you know he didn't write most like a lot of his songs but elvis brings a emotion a raw nature to especially this song yeah. very much yeah. that raw emotional and it, it's just yeah exactly like he couldn't have done it like anyone else couldn't just sing this song. And, right. and I mean, think about right. it. This is the sixties, you know, Elvis's whole career is kind of built on the fact that he's, he's a white person who <laughs> sings in the sort of soul style, right? right? He, right. He's delivering, um, that heartfelt, um, deeper gospel like quality to a wider audience. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I mean, this shows. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. 
I mean, this is on his, you know, comeback special. This is 68. Yeah. So, and I mean, this is easily also one of Elvis's most well-known performances. And even just, like, getting to, like, the attire. It's the famous white suit with the Elvis in red. Oh, uh, yeah. Letters. I mean, m- musically, um, it, it's fairly straightforward. There's nothing yeah. too crazy happening right. in the background. Yeah. Uh, now, the lyrics, I mean, it's pure poetry. Actually, I was going to include a Bob Dylan performance. Um, uh-huh. But this booted it out just barely. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. the, the 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 quality of the lyrics yeah, and and what it does, I resonate with it. You know, uh-huh. very powerful. Yeah, and no, no one else could perform this like Elvis. Like, right. Yeah. Very cool. So yeah. So uh, I guess we'll move on back over to Nathan for the number five spot. What you got over there? Uh, it's tough. I mean. There's a lot of good stuff here, but I'm going to have to go with um, While My Guitar Gently Weeps in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Very cool. And this is the one with Prince, huh? With the uh, solo. with Prince, Steve Winwood, um, Tom Petty. Very cool. bunch of great people. I mean, uh, yeah, as I said, it had to be the performance of a lifetime for um, just Prince, all of them. I mean, this is Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, one of the biggest, like, I don't want to say venues, but it's one of the biggest events in your in rock. Yeah. You know, really assembling all like the big names in rock and roll. So to have a performance where you have Prince on guitar, I mean, Prince is a le- icon and a yeah. legend when it comes yeah. to guitar. For sure. And then Tom Petty um, on vocals along with Jeff Lynne. Um, back in, you have like Steve Winwood. Steve Winwood, yeah. Who also does some solo stuff. Um, yeah, I love the drummer on this. He, he, he does some stuff that he makes look really easy, but is really complicated. And yeah, uh, I think one of my one of my personal favorite parts of this this performance is uh, Jeff Lynne. The way he sings on this is just oh, yeah. flawless. He's one of the most flawless singers I've ever heard. Yeah, um, as you pointed out, watching it, it's it's so natural to him. I mean, it it's incredible. It's and it's again in, that kind of emotion, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, a lot of this, it just comes down to a combination of factors. I mean, yeah, Prince's guitar, like... Oh, of course. I mean, I mean the man is a performer, of, like, foremost. I mean, singer, as well as just straight, like, very much about the the performance. Yeah. And, the and essence of a showman. It's a very innovative solo. I mean, some of the stuff he does, some of the chord choices. Yeah. The way he... Uh, there was some tapping in there that, that was pretty interesting. A lot of, he goes, I like a lot of the stuff he does in the sort of lower notes. Oh, yes. It's the way he moves back and forth is amazing. And yeah, it's just, it. it's it's phenomenal. And <laughs> one thing I did want to point out in this, we all focus on the Prince solo, obviously, because it's iconic. Right. But I love what Steve Winwood does with the Clapton solo. Yes. it. Yeah. First of all, it's on a Strat. Which I'm a big fan of those st- oh, of the, okay, of the strats, and I don't know. It's just I've never heard a tone like like this. Yeah, the way it cuts, and I feel like there's some kind of chorus or something, a flanger maybe, mm. something on there that's getting that real. Yeah, I don't know how to describe it. It, it thickens real, it up like, a real, bit. Real, it's, it's almost this. It's it's like it's a it's like a greasy tone. You know, yeah. it's like yeah. Oh it's, yeah, it's really, it's really very unique and the you can see the emotion he puts into it and he does a lot of nuances with it too he doesn't just play it exactly as clapton does oh yeah there's a lot of the way he leaving a bend 
exactly. up for an extra f- extra eighth 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 beat or, or something, just or you just know? using a sort of tremolo on that bend right that's or very something interesting. yeah it it's it is phenomenal yeah. this whole performance. again as he said we we all point to the prince part because i mean as you know fans of guitar i mean there is a there is a reason you know yeah, yeah. like very much we point to that but i i completely agree i mean jeff lynn and um tom petty are the perfect people to sing the vocals for it and the way they harmonize too yeah they I'm so like they naturally harmonize together you know oh yes yeah yeah so i think like it's uh one of those performances where it's a all the parts make the whole like absolutely yeah. with without all of them all together like that it would not come out as great as it did Definitely. So we're going to move on to my number five, which I am going to go with uh, Queen Tie Your Mother Down live in Budapest, 1986. Okay, so yeah, so Queen Tie Your Mother Mother Down is my number five performance. Uh, What, what, I mean, what a performance. This is just, this is pure, this is Queen at their highest, which is insane because this is, the last year they were on tour fully. Wow. This was the, okay. So for the people that may not know this, cause this is kind of a more hidden, uh, release of Queens live stuff. So this is called Hungarian Rhapsody queen live in Budapest, uh, July 27th, 1986. And so like, I think earlier in the month of July of July were the Wembley performances in 1986, the iconic Wembley. Uh, but this is the same tour. And for me personally, I think I prefer this this concert to the Wembley strictly in a lot of the mixing of this. It's more clear. There's more clarity. I understand that. And I think there's some stuff like this that's just so passion forward. Like yeah. it's just as soon as that starts, it's just you're in. You know, it's just that I think this is my favorite Tire Mother Down performance of Queen. Um just with Brian May alone. Yeah. Just the, his tone is so unique on this. Yeah. Well, and it switches up. I mean, that second solo, it starts off with a very We Will Rock You kind of thing. Uh-huh. Um, you get a little Brighton Rock taste at the end. Yeah. You get some real sharp, I mean, it, it, the tone that just cuts you, like a sort of both <laughs> yeah. rhapsody tone. Yeah. Um, if he would have started off with a clean tone, you probably would have got his full range. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean this, and Freddie is just firing on all cylinders on this performance. He's just so, and I feel like the tempo is faster. Yeah, with this definitely because it's so, it just drives, you know. I mean, what what do I say that hasn't been said? I mean, yeah. Queen is Queen. I mean, that we'll get to a little bit more in my list, but um. This is easily probably my favorite version as well of Tie Your Mother Down. It's just yeah. so clear. And I was going to make a joke that, like, <laughs> this is the best way to hear the lyrics because even <laughs> on the original song on the studio album, yeah, and uh, it's hard to understand the lyrics. This one you can actually it's hear. It's very clear. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, of course, this being part of the 86 tour, it's obviously going to fall a little bit by the wayside because, um, I mean, compared to the Wembley stuff, I think – uh, I agree. I think, uh, like, tonally, um, the mixing and everything is so much better on the Budapest portion. I just, the iconicism of the yellow jacket and all right. that at Wembley. Oh, yeah. I mean, honestly, this tour is, 
unbelievable that given that this was their final tour, they could not have gone out on a better tour. Right. Like, yeah, it, it's phenomenal. But easily, yeah, this is definitely my favorite version of Tire So I, I noticed both of you compare it to the Wembley thing, and I know that, that Budapest wins out because of the yeah. audio mixing. But if you were to be transported back in time oh. to one of these performances, which which would you pick, the oh. Budapest or the Wembley? Okay, this is, I think I have an answer already. And it's not, because I have thought about, like, what Queen performance would I want to be? And, I mean, out of these two, I think I'd say Wembley for the iconicism. Probably. And it's, I don't know. That's a good question. Like, I don't mean I to mean, interview you on your own no, show. No, but please. No, I love it. I love, it. <laughs> love the content. I love it. No, um, yeah. it's a great question. And, like, from this um, this uh, venue, That's uh, Hammer to Fall off of this venue is one of my favorite as well. So, yeah. yeah. Um, it's just, and that's like, I would go back the, in time for two weeks and go to both. <laughs> See, both. That's, yeah, the, that's proper, the right answer. That's the proper answer. <laughs> that's the right answer. I should have yeah. just said that. Yeah, that's the right answer. But yeah, if I had to pick one, I'd say Wembley. Uh huh. Just for the iconic probably. stuff. And I mean, that's where we get under pressure. Yeah. And that's the most well known version. So, that, you know, I'd probably have to go with that yeah, one. Definitely. Probably, probably, but I would, awesome. I would go to both. If, yeah. Yep. Just had to, had yeah. to question. I you. love it. I love it. Yeah. So we're going to swing back to Dylan to number four. Oh, here. boy. Another tough choice. Um, but I think it's going to be Paradise City, Guns N' Roses, live in Tokyo, 1992. All righty. So Paradise City, dude. What can I say? This is the song that really inspired me to pick up electric guitar like this, oh, this cool. particular performance, the intro of it, um, that something about that tone, just the way the, the audience reacted, the way he reacted to his own playing, he's kind of jamming out, uh, and, and the way it goes through levels of insanity. Oh yeah. You know, throughout it, yeah. it's just, it's awesome. It's, it's pure rock yeah. and roll. And I love it. It's a similar thing for me with kind of ACDC where I love the live stuff like that's when they're at their peak. Yeah. You know, and this 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 totally exemplifies that. Like just the tone even in the beginning with the nice clean strumming oh, is yeah. just it's so good. And yeah, just it's this was ninety two, so yeah, this is this is just yeah. Oh yeah. That's all that's all you need to know. You know? <laughs> uh I think if you were going into it for a sort of like, you know, guitar solo tone thing you might be better off with some other performances just because um, the timing was off. Uh, well, you know, because he is running through like <laughs> 85,000 people. Yeah, or however many he, he, people joined, yeah. he joined he the audience the crowd. <laughs> uh, like halfway through. And so it kind of becomes chaos. But yeah, I'm all here for it. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, experience is great. I mean, what can we say about Slash? I mean, one of the greatest guitarists to ever do it. Oh, yeah. Right. Oh, but yeah. it, it it's funny watching this and seeing Slash's energy at this time. Like oh, yeah. this dude is flying off amps, he's running, and like it's the clear part. Like you know, right before the the crowd, like this dude is running across the the freaking <laughs> stage like a maniac. And like, it's all exemplified at the end when he just he just yeah. lay he hits the last chord and then down, he's just yeah. he's, he's just out. Down. He's like. He's tired, Ooh. man. Yep. Yeah, yeah. If you think that's crazy, dude, 1988, live at the Ritz, same song. That oh my god, 
and then yeah, Axel and you know his great attire, you know shorts right. and no shirt, you know the That's usual. It. Oh yeah, of course. Tidy whities basically, but um, I mean it, it's uh, like you both said, like this is classic rock and roll. This is kind yeah. of the definition of rock and roll. Just Absolutely. embracing the whole the crowd, the energy, and all that. Everything. Um, this is probably one of my favorite Guns N' Roses performances in general. Oh, Just yeah, like definitely. This song and then this whole tour that they did in Tokyo was insane. Definitely. Yeah. All right. For my uh, number four pick, you know, we're really following up right now. Um, I'm also doing a song off of the Live in Tokyo tour. Uh, for Guns N' Roses, uh, Nitro Sweet Child of Mine. Awesome. Mm, very nice pick. Very cool. All right, let's get into it. Uh, I mean, uh, such a phenomenal song. And following up Dylan's stuff with uh, Paradise City, I mean, an iconic song. A- yeah. Anyone knows the greatest that is Sweet Child of Mine. And in this one, there's the cool uh, in- intricacy of uh, Sail Away Sweet Sister. Uh, kind of not obscure song off of Queen stuff. Yeah, but not as well known as like let's say, um, especially off that album, right? Uh, like Crazy Little Thing and all that. And another one bites the dust um, and stuff like that. Yeah, but it, it's cool. I mean, definitely an acquired taste. Um, Axl Rose's vocals can be oh, but I love it, dude. Questionable, oh, yeah. and it, it's the, not the greatest the sec- rendition. In the, in the second part after the Sailor Sweet Sister, it's a little. I can see the acquired taste. Yeah, but throughout the, first the song, part. I like the difference from the. From the from the studio sound, yeah, he does more yeah. with it there. Um, yeah, it's yeah, and then the the freaking slash solo is just <laughs> oh yeah, just amazing. Yeah, now, you're peak. making me think that I I could have picked you know knocking on heaven's door, estranged civil war. <laughs> oh, I mean, I've estranged. We, we could talk yeah. Guns and Roses for forever. Yeah, <laughs> slash is just incredible. Yeah, yeah. what a cool yeah. like. Again, the the live in Tokyo stuff is just phenomenal. Yeah, phenomenal. Absolutely. Mm. Well, cool. So for my number four, I am going to go with uh, this is a this is a really important performance for me. I love this one a lot. It's also at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. This is where it took place. Is U uh, two with Bruce Springsteen? Uh, yes. I, I, I still haven't found what I'm looking for uh, at. Uh, actually, no, it was Madison Square Garden. Excuse me. I made a little... Yeah, the Madison Square Garden performance. Oh, my gosh. A little this is going to be incredible. Mess up there, but. All right, here we go. All right, here we go. So, yeah. So, you 2 with Bruce Springsteen. I still haven't found what I'm looking for. Uh, this was in 2009 at Madison Square Garden, and this is just... This is what happens when you just get two people, two artists of kind of similar but different styles yeah and you can bring them together and just create something that is just absolutely perfect like already just with you two this song is just already just amazing but when you add in the the grit and the passion of bruce springsteen it just it's the perfect blend and there's so many things here that i just i can't get enough of i i i cannot even count how many times i've watched this yeah, like it, this is just this that makes is just absolutely perfection. perfection. Um, yeah, this is my first time actually viewing this. I have heard um, this um, version, obviously with Bruce, 
But this is the first time I've seen like the concert footage. Yeah, I've probably watched this about six or seven times myself. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, for good reason. It's insane. Bruce Springsteen has just this natural, like, again, the the grit and all that, but this emotion that you you don't find often anymore. Yeah. Um, And like you said, Danny, it's very much like they kind of come from similar, like, genres, but also it's like the, the saying, you know, so similar yet so different. Right. Like... And it's like you would think, like when you first hear, oh, you know, you uh, two Springsteen. Part of some people may be like, hey, it's gonna clash because just the right. And you're like, no, it can't because that's a different band. No, um, <laughs> yeah. but um, no, definitely. I I think they just have this this chemistry on stage. They have yeah. the this you know, it, it's just mind blowing to even think of you two and Springsteen together. And this yeah. is the perfect song to have Springsteen on vocals. And even just just with U2, the way they're all playing, this is the best version. This is U2 at their peak. Yeah. You know, like the way the, the way their all of their instruments blend together. Of course, the the iconic uh sound of the edge on this. This is oh, one yes. of his most iconic sounds and and Bono is just singing at the at absolute max and what I love about this is what they do at the end where they Bruce is singing this song and then yeah. Bono is quoting a Springsteen song. Yes, I think Promised and Land. Promised right? Land. Yeah, Promised Land. And the way that blends is just, it's so beautiful. And then it just ends with Bruce singing, I still haven't found what I'm looking for. And, you know, and like even the trade-offs they do in the, I think the last verse, it's just, this is pure talent. Yes. Here, this is what yeah, music exactly. could be, you know. I mean, the the keys. Um, oh yeah, the key solo is amazing. Yes, it's so cool. It's so different. Uh, yeah. yeah, it's yeah. just insane to see such high caliber people together. Absolutely, and yeah. just and putting I love on the, one of the best. Things. The duality between the the voices, you know. Right. I mean, because bon, he's Bono, Bono's much more like melodic. Yeah, Bono's very elevated. Yeah, you know, it's it's a soaring kind of sound when he sings whereas bruce i mean that's from the ground dude that's right. that's, yeah, that's fire that and is, rock yeah you know Gravel, to have totally is yeah. just and that's mm. what i love about that blend is that it's so different but yet it just fits yes you know yeah yeah it's pretty amazing all right so that's gonna do it for part one of our live performances episode um Be sure to check out part two here in a few days if it hasn't already released. But if it is out now, please feel free to check it out. Thank you guys so much for listening. This is Daniel and Nathan's Pop Culture Podcast. Thank you.